Hey, good morning everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, uh, where we are here to, to bring as much goodness to you, to the world, as we possibly can. Uh, the goal with uh, this show really is to, to bring truth to health, to bring truth to health and wellness. Um, health and wellness is, as we all know, it's obviously physical, mental, emotional, it's spiritual, financial, relational, it's all of the things that are so important to creating a life that is um, the biggest life that we can live. And the goal of this show is to bring on people who are out there working their asses off to, to do the same thing, to reach, reach people, to tell their story, to, to build up, to lift, to say, I've been through this, now I want to help you get through your stuff, right? So we all want to be lifted. We all want to, um, uh, you know, reach personal goals, maybe other goals that we have. Um, and so in being lifted, we then can lift up. And that's what we want. We want to be lifted. We all have a job. We all have a journey. We all have amazing big things to do in this life. Not one person uh, doesn't have big things to do. I truly, truly believe that. And so um, sometimes there are people out there that we don't know they're out there. We don't know how to find the help. We don't know who might be there to to be able to guide us. And as I always say, to, to help us build our team so we can reach our full potential. Um, and so we have on today Jennifer Keeble. Uh, Jennifer Keeble is the founder of, I just lost it, The New You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has her own story and th that she's going to share and she um, is amazing at helping women to find their way out of exhaustion, out of their way out of the frustration of, of not putting themselves first and bringing them into their own power. Uh, so Jennifer, thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Nikki. Honestly, I am so pleased to be here with you. And I'm excited to be with you and your audience. I think it's going to be an incredible time together. Yeah, we've got we've got a good audience, a lot of people who who stick with us and and love the show, and I think love the show because of people like you who we bring on. So, um, as always, though, we start the show with gratitude. Gratitude can change the world. Um, I truly believe that if we all take a step back and think of the things we're grateful for, write the things that we're grateful for down, uh, morning and evening if possible, or as often as you possibly can, changes your outlook, changes your mindset, changes your biochemistry, and it changes the energy around you and it radiates. And it really is an amazing, beautiful thing to, 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 to find your way out of sometimes darkness that we all can find ourselves in and figure out those the one thing even the one thing that we might be grateful for because there's so much wherever you are whatever's going on there's something beautiful to be grateful for so uh what are you grateful for jennifer yes i love that so much gratitude can change everything but today i'm just really grateful for community so yesterday was international women's day and it was such a beautiful opportunity to practice my gratitude and just be grateful for all of the incredible women in my life who build each other up and support each other. And you are one of those incredible women. And I'm grateful for you. So thank you, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I appreciate that so much. 
Um, I think today I'm grateful uh, to be having another birthday. <laughs> it's actually next week, um, and it's kind of this amazing thing to think of my age. I'm just going to say it. I'll be 51. And it's, it's kind of you're like, whoa, what? How did that happen, and where did that come from? And that's a crazy number, but it's okay because I'm still having birthdays. <laughs> I think that's what's important. I believe that I have um, a lot to still do, to do still while I'm here, um, and you know, it really is fun to to sort of think to look back. You know, I think that we can learn a lot from looking back. Of course, we don't want to to sit in the past for very long, but understand that all of the things that is in our past is what is helping to create our future. And we have so much control over creating our own future. I, I believe that God has a plan for us, but it's our choice on if we follow that plan. And, you know, our choice if we listen to where it is he's trying to take us. And so it's a daily practice for me to try to listen because I don't always listen. I'm like, it's up to me. And it's really not. Um, I mean, it is. We're co-creators, right? But um, to know that everything that has, has gone on in the past, good and bad, is here to today and is, has, has molded me and is helping me to do all the things that I know that need to be done. Uh, and anyway, so I'm super grateful for that. Grateful for birthdays, even if they're, they're crazy numbers. <laughs> <laughs> It's nuts. One day you'll look back and it won't be a crazy number. Oh, <laughs> it's true. He's young. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. Let's start with um, a little bit about your story. And so when I say that, you know, you know, I said this earlier, sort of in my promo, is that we all have a story, especially those of us who are, are in some sort of health and wellness. We typically have a story for what has brought us to where we are, uh, for what has created our path and usually it's a hard story right it's a hard story You're like man I'm glad to be through that but I know so much now that I need to know more and I need to share and it's really fun to to hear those stories for me it's really fun to hear those stories so I want your story however much you want to tell of it and then you know sort of what continues to motivate you what excites you what has brought you to this point to to continue to move you forward. Yes. Well, it's a story, so let's see how, how much I can condense it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would say it started probably about six years ago. So I would say that I was very lucky that I always had a very even keel, easygoing way of life, right? Life kind of happened easily. I was e always able to see the positive and have that type of outlook. And then, I had kids, <laughs> uh -huh. and I was still working, so I took my one year, I'm in Canada, so I had my one year maternity for each boy, but after I went back to work after the second child, it was two years later, so it wasn't your typical early on postpartum, but it was continuing to push through, right? So at the time, I was a project manager for a general contract. I managed very high worth projects, I had a team underneath me. I had a lot of people that relied on me, and I really held myself to a high standard. So there was no way that I was going to allow my home life at the time to impact how I was showing up at work. And so I continued to press and push, and every day was showing up to work and just giving it my all. And then coming home, 
and being there for my two kids who at the time were like two boys under three and a half and being there for my husband and getting the house stuff done. I'm just being there for everybody and everyone else except for me. And I slowly started to notice, I feel like I need a little bit of self-care. And so I would book the odd class. And at the time, I was really interested in aerial yoga. Oh. So it's purple fabric that hangs in a U from the ceiling. And I was at an aerial yoga class. And I was laying in the fabric at the end of class. And it was the most beautiful feeling in the world. I felt like I was in this cocoon, right? The fabric was just perfectly wrapped around me. And there was a little sway to the fabric. And for the first time in probably five years, I allowed myself to truly relax. Mm. And that's when it all hit me. I didn't even know it was all in there. And the tears just came pouring out while I was in this fabric in the middle of this public class. And so I quickly realized, okay, you need to get yourself together. And I did. Uh, for a short period of time until I got to the car and I was in my own space and it just it poured out. I was screaming, I was crying, I was banging the steering wheel. I was literally shocking myself because I had never seen myself act like that before and I didn't even know that I was capable of behaving that way. I somehow found myself home that night. I'm thankful that I was able to get there safely because I don't know how that happened. And this continued on for some time. I remember laying on my bed just wanting to pull out my hair because I, I don't know, I don't know why I wanted to do it. I was just, that was the state that I was in. And I was so, I didn't see my own self-worth enough at the time. I thought that I needed to show up perfect for everybody else that I continued to put on a show. Only person that knew about it was my husband because there was no hiding it. It was the four walls of our house. I didn't tell my best friend. I didn't tell my sister, my mom, my doctor. And so I eventually got to a place after a time where I was so done with feeling this way, so done with just feeling down and every day feeling so darn hard and like it being a struggle. And I knew I needed to make a massive shift. And so it was like, okay, no more. No more of this once a week or once a month you go do something with a friend. You need an everyday routine. And so I implemented a morning routine and I got up at five o'clock in the morning before the rest of the house, shock, mm -hmm. started making noise so that I could truly have time to myself. And I meditated, I journaled, and I worked out because I thrive when I work out. I really do, mentally and physically. Yeah. And that was just the beginning of my journey. And then, I don't know, probably a few late years later, I had a few people in my life. So a few years later, I had really gotten to a much better place and I was stable and I was, I was I was content, let's put it that way. I wasn't super happy, but I was content. Um, I had a few people in my life that were struggling and they didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And they didn't know how to get through the process that they were in and the challenges that they were facing. And so I just brought it upon myself to help guide them and show them a different way and inspire them and motivate them and tell them that they can do it. And after several months of doing this, the feedback that I got from these ladies forever changed me. It was, it's kind of, people laugh at me sometimes when I say this, but in a way, I felt like the Grinch that day. You know, at the end of the movie, The Grinch, how he talks how his heart grew exponentially larger that day? Yeah. Not just the Grinch before, but that's how I felt because these women just told me that they found a light in them that they never knew could ever even exist. 
that the women's woman marriage was saved. And that was my inspiration, that I had a gift that I needed to share with them. It didn't need to end with these two ladies. Other people didn't need to struggle and stay there or not think that things could be different or allow that challenge to take years. And so I, I invested in a short little course because at the time I was corporate and I thought that was gonna be my job until I retired. I thought that was my definition of success. But anyway, I took this mini course, knew that that's exactly what I wanted to do. So then I made a full investment of my time and my money mm -hmm. to properly go through the challenge or through the course to become a coach. And that has what has led to my journey. I did it part-time for a while while I was corporate to make sure that I could actually make a living from this, that you know the people also felt my message. It wasn't just on my side. And so I'm grateful to say that I'm able to do it full time now. And it's been such a blessing every single day, every single day. It's amazing. What keeps me going now? The women, the people that I work with, to see the transformations that they go through. It's absolutely inspiring. And I know that I can't show up for them in the way that they need me. I don't do the work for myself. And so every day it is a reminder to do the work for myself and also for my boys. I've got two young boys, eight and nine. I want them to have these, to learn the basics from the beginning, not to wait until they're 30, 40, 50, to try and undo and then learn the habits. I want them to be set up for success now. So yes, my clients and my boys. <laughs> I love that and it's there's so much to that because we we as entrepreneurs and then of course as women so you know I don't I know I never want to leave men out of this because men are also very much um, stressed and overstressed and you know confused about what to do and how to do it and that kind of thing so I hope men are paying attention to and listening it's just that you work solely with women correct <laughs> So it's not solely. Okay. I do actually have worked with a number of men. Okay. I just find that the vast majority yeah. who me, and I think it's just from a heart alignment. Mm -hmm. I, I would never exclude men, right? right? It's just you have to be fit. And if they yep. feel that heart alignment and they're ready to step more into that, absolutely. I want to help them live their best life. Good, good. Yeah, um, same, same. I work mostly with women, but I love working with men too. Uh, yeah. you know, most of the men I work with are exceptionally motivated. Uh, which is really, really fun. But um, as entrepreneurs, it is an interesting place to be when you realize, and maybe people, some people knew this going in, but <laughs> um, I didn't. I thought, okay, I can do it all. This is not, not a big deal. And then realize I don't like doing it all. I don't know how to do it all. I was not trained to do it all. I don't know how to do all of these hats. Um, and I still struggle with that, although I do have help at this point, which is really great. But it's, it's, it's a place, you know, and it's a journey. Um, it's, it's, it's great to have somebody like you because I have, have had my own journey in stress and frustration and confusion and not knowing what direction to go. And then, um, you know, I started to build my team, right? And having somebody like Jennifer on board to help you build your team, to help you understand, okay, what if you took a step back? 
what if you took the time to get up in the morning, even if it's 15 minutes earlier, to sit and be still and go to a quiet place 15 minutes before bedtime to go sit and be still. And whether that's journaling, meditating, prayer time, in my mind it's all three, right? It's, it's all of the things that you can do to, to, to focus on you, to, to calm your biochemistry. You know, I think that we don't realize so often that, that sitting in a place of frustration, fear, anger, confusion, just keeps our body in a place of heightened stress. And that keeps our body in a place of heightened fight or flight. And that's a, it's where we're living right now is this constant heightened fight or flight. And it doesn't allow our body to rest and digest, right? It's the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic. Fight or flight, sympathetic. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. And literally, this is not figurative, it is literally changing your biochemistry, changing the bloodstream patterns in order to either sympathetic uh, blood out to the, to the extremities so you can go and do and run and, and whatever all the things it is you need to do, to then actually bringing it to the core so it has the ability to be calm, to rest, to digest your food. You know, we're sitting in a place where we've got so much um, GI dysfunction. That's really the bulk of my practice, GI dysfunction, autoimmune disease, and, you know, preconception planning. But so much, all of that's kind of wrapped around GI dysfunction, and we wonder why. We've got all of this stress, our brain, our vagal nerve, our vagus nerve, all of that affects our gut, and then vice versa. And so, and I have to say, stress shrinks the brain, right? So we all need to have everything as best as possible, nothing's perfect, it's always a, it's always a journey and a, and a practice, but to work on bringing the body to a place of calm so it has the ability to function properly. And so working with somebody like Jennifer can give you the tips and the tools and the things that you need to do to slowly integrate these things into your daily life so you're not feeling overwhelmed with I got to do it all and I got to do it all now. Agreed? Yes, oh, 100%. We put so much stress and pressure on ourselves thinking that we have to do it all on our own, right? Earlier you said, Nikki, that you thought you had to do it all on your own and you got so sick and tired of it. We put that on ourselves also in life, yep. right? You know, as a woman or as a mother or even as a father sometimes, right? You take it all on, thinking that you have to show up at work perfect, that you can't make a mistake or you're somehow not good enough, that at home you always have to be on, you have to be planning everything else for everybody, but you don't need to do it on your own, right? Households are meant to be teams, and we can even teach our kids from a very young age how we can help with household chores. It's amazing how many women I've met who have kids who are teenagers. And the moms are still making their lunch. Oh. And they're exhausted. And they say they don't have time. And there's things like this. And sometimes they're obvious to someone on the outside. And sometimes they're not. Right? But it's helping you to find that time to know that you don't have to do it all. Making those lunches, that's not what makes you a good mom. Right? Yeah. 
that you are enough already and that taking these things on isn't going to make you a superhero. Mm -hmm. First, you're when you can be present with yourself and bring that state of calm down. You're a superhero when you can be fully present in your partner's, your kid's life. That's what it's about at the end of the day. When you're on your deathbed, you're not gonna remember all the things you did. You're gonna remember how you felt, the connections you made, and the experiences you had. I wish I, you just made me think of a book I read, and I wish I had, um, I wish I had the name of it, but it is about, and a lot of people will say this, and so you, others have probably heard this before as well, but it is about, in part anyway, taking the perspective of, I can't remember, I think it's like taking the perspective of you're dying tomorrow, and what is it that is important for you to do today because you're dying tomorrow? Something like that. And I think that that is such an interesting perspective because for one, you get used to the fact that it's gonna happen to all of us, right? And living your life with that in mind starts to, helps you to figure out the things that are the most important. So is the most important thing, um, packing the lunches or is the most important thing teaching the kids that they can pack their own lunches because that's going to last them a lifetime is the most important thing um, you know working 12 14 16 hours a day or is the most important thing getting out hanging out with the husband this is coming from me <laughs> walking the dogs spending time in the fresh air walking on the grass doing the things that 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 help you enjoy being here because we're not here that long um, and it's not an easy thing. I mean, this is a practice for everybody. It's a practice for me every day. I work a lot. And I have to, my husband sometimes has to come in and say, all right, Nikki, seven o'clock. <laughs> let's maybe, let's maybe shut your computer down or it's eight o'clock or it's 10 o'clock or sometimes even at five o'clock. Okay, let's go walk the dogs. So he's really good at helping me do that. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it is, it is taking the perspective and really trying to understand what's most important. Um, and I, again, I want to reiterate that I'm not the best at this. Um, it is a daily practice. And having, some, having somebody like you, and I would love to hear tips and tricks that you give to people um, to just do the little things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am huge on setting ourselves constant reminders okay. because we're creatures of habit. Right, so if we've been ha if we've been going through life the same way for the X number of months or X number of years, it is tricky. It is hard to yeah. form new habits. Oh yeah. Right? So I will literally write myself messages on the mirror. Oh, in my I love it. When I wake up in the morning, right, I just use one of the whiteboard markers and I write on my mirror, and it's an affirmation of how I want to feel that day, not what I need to do. How I want to feel. Right? But then I'll put reminders into my phone to remind me to take my hour lunch break. Because, right, it's so easy to work through it because there's always an endless to-do list. Yeah. It's never going to be completely finished. Mm -hmm. But that self-care, that's going to allow you to show up even more effective right, in the afternoon versus just grinding through. So it's setting the reminders on the phone. Maybe I used to have little sticky notes that I would put in my car. I might put it on my steering wheel. Because at the time, I was working on being present in the moment. 
One of the things I used to struggle with was rushing everywhere, mm -hmm. rushing through time, rushing when I was talking to people, just no reason, just rushing. Yeah, oh yeah. So one thing that I've really been working on is just take some deep breaths. Deep breaths can really help you get centered, help you get grounded and are good at any time of the day, no matter where you are. And then a little sticky note, I would put it on my steering wheel, right? I can't remember what it would say, but it was something that was meaningful to me about being present right now, just enjoying the moment. So yeah, I would say the more reminders that you can set to yourself and either even share with other people. That's why when you were talking about, you know, your husband coming in, rather than seeing the husband as like nagging us, because sometimes that will happen, letting them know, hey, I'm trying to work on this. I'm trying to work on my work-life balance. Do you mind giving me that friendly reminder? And for me, that friendly or kind message might sound like this, because their idea of a friendly message might sound different than what we want to hear, right? Right. Let them know what we want to hear. They are also then on our team. They're also then able to support us. And so just the more people that you can have in your life that are know what you're trying to work on and can you can ask them for their support, hey, don't forget, if you see me slipping, let me know. Put the reminder in your phone, put the stickies up, write it on your wall, right? Just the more places it can be, the more likely you are to follow through. Yeah, I love that. I love um, having accountability partners or accountability buddies, right, to help, to help you, it really can, so I compare it to the gym. You know, you can work out at the gym with, with a group of people, or you can work out at home. I tend to work a hell of a lot harder at the gym because I have people around me, I have a coach, I have, um, I had, there's competition, you know, essentially, mm -hmm. than I do at home by myself because I'm not as pushed and mm -hmm. I'm not as accountable. Yes, I'm accountable to me, which is very, very important. But <laughs> having those other people to help push you, I think can be really, really key to, to, to all of the things that we're trying to do. The gym, to taking your time to pray and meditate, getting off the computer, going and walking the dogs, all of the simple things that, um, that really, they're small, but they really are so important to having a healthy, full, rich, life to help you do the things, right? To help you do all of those things that you're focusing on every day. Um, and so I love that. And I love <laughs> my husband, my, you know, you're writing it on the mirror. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, lipstick on the mirror. My husband would be like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> oh, I get comments from my husband all the time. <laughs> work out at home 
Because for me, that's my place. That's my jam. That's where I'm most welcome to actually do it consistently. Yeah. Right? But what I see is that I don't need to be accountable to anybody anymore. Because for me, like, I know that I thrive. I feel so darn good when I consistently do this. But not everybody's there. And you need to start where you're at. Not where somebody else is at or else you're not going to succeed. We had to start at the beginning just like you do too. So if you need that accountability partner, regardless of what that looks like, right? If it's truly a friend that you guys can actually rely on each other and who's not gonna, you know, bail two weeks out, good, get that friend. If it's your life partner, fantastic. Sometimes though, we don't get pushed by those people in the same way that we do somebody external. Mm-hmm. And so that's also another opportunity where the coaching can come in, just to help push you, whether it be that physical or putting in the mental health work, whatever that might look like. Find your partner that's going to help you truly move. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, which is really sad, I think about this a lot, it, not a lot, but, you know, we have the hardest time with those we're closest with, right? Um, and so sometimes it is better, I think maybe a lot of times, it's better to take it, outside of the home, even outside of the friendships, um, because still there's a closeness, and somebody that's truly external can, can see things that sometimes we can't see, you know, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's where I shine, uh, as far as when I, when I see my clients, most of them I don't, didn't know, you know, initially, um, but it's, it is taking that, it is that outside looking in kind of, of uh, ability to, to, to see where it is and help the tweaks um, and help give you guidance. Um, so one of the things that I'm curious about as you're talking about, you know, some of the things that you need and, and when you're very clear that this is a journey, you have a starting place and I love that you say don't compare. We can't compare. We can't compare any, or anything to anybody else. Even if we have, you know, in my world, two people doing the Whole30, which I don't, I've never done the Whole30, I've never had any of my clients do the Whole30, but a lot of people have done the Whole30. So it's a good example just because it's, you know, two people may do it, they do it together, they may react to it very differently. Why is that? Well, we're different. (laughs) We're different people, our biochemistry is different, our genetics are different, our history is different, our trauma history is different, our family is different. Everything about us is different. And so food food is different for each of us. Exercise is different for each of us. So it's a matter of stopping the comparing comparison game and taking a step back and saying, okay, this is where I am. This is where I'm starting. This is my mini goal and then my bigger goals, writing them out and, and finding the people who can help you. Uh, and so... You had said, you were talking about your own journey a little bit there, and so I'm curious, is kind of looking at my notes here, um, what are some of the, you know, you talk about hard lessons, and it's the hard lessons that help us to grow. Mm-hmm. They suck, maybe, but yeah. then you go, oh, okay, I get it now, and that's okay, because that's the way that it's supposed to be. But what are the hardest lessons you've had to learn um, and now, and, and, and now that you, you can share them and help others to prevent maybe some of those hard lessons, because we're all going to have them. 
but we're in a place now, right, where we can help others avoid those, and then they can help others avoid. I mean, that's it's it just goes on down the line. Yes, a hundred percent. And I'm gonna bring it back to how I perceived myself and my situation when I had that mental breakdown when I was in the corporate world, and looking back, it breaks my heart that I didn't feel confident enough, that I didn't know that I was loved enough for who I am and not what I go through, that I couldn't even tell my own sister. I couldn't tell my own mother, couldn't even tell my own best friend or a doctor or any other health professional. That honestly breaks my heart because we are all so freaking worthy. We are all, we all deserve to be here. And we are not a lesser of a human being because of an experience that we have had or that we are going through. And the lesson for me is that I was never broken. As much as I thought that I was, as much as I felt that I was, I was never broken. It was just simply a hurdle, and that hurdle has been, it's what has led to today, right? I would not be in this position if I had not experienced that. And so, the biggest learning lesson is that A, you're not broken, and B, I can guarantee you that life will be incredibly easier if you can ask for help, mm -hmm. whatever capacity that means, right? It might mean talking to a family doctor about whatever your concerns are. It might be talking to a therapist or a psychologist. It might be hiring a coach. It might be hiring somebody like yourself. Whatever the struggle, the challenge is for you, you don't have to be on this journey by yourself. It is a very lonely place to stay there, and it's not very productive. Mm -hmm. I guarantee that when you reach out for that help, that you will propel and accelerate your journey so much quicker so that you can start feeling good a heck of a lot sooner. And so I would say that that is definitely the biggest lesson that I experienced and I would say going into that same message relates to becoming a mother and becoming an entrepreneur, right? I say two of the hardest things that you'll do in life is becoming a mother and becoming an entrepreneur because they both push you in ways you never realized you could be pushed, yeah. right? Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, there's so many insecurities that come up, so many limiting beliefs none of them are true and sometimes it just takes another party who doesn't already have that attachment to you doesn't already have that relationship so it's not just your mother being like oh you are amazing okay mom thank you i love you but you know <laughs> right. so being able to hear that from an outside perspective and allowing them to show you their perspective so that you can start to see things in a different way is can be night and day for how you start to experience your life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that, I do. And I think that what what maybe, sometimes it's hard to put pieces of a puzzle together by yourself. Um, and you know, my goal is always to look at, at the pieces of the puzzle. And so one of the things that I think is so important to, you know, if you're, if you're struggling, whatever your struggle is, knowing that it's all connected. 
So our mental and emotional struggle, struggles, our negative, um, negative self-talk, the frustrations that we might go through, the again, going back to the fear in, in these things, it affects us physically. And so when I talk about, um, you know, I work with the physical for the most part, but I always have to look at history and understand what's going on in life, what's going on with, with family, what's going on in their history, because all of this ha plays a huge role in how we feel, how we look at the world, how we approach family and friends and life and business. And sometimes it can be a little bit jaded and then we come into those negative feelings and the negative thoughts when really it could be that if you if you find a place where the mental and emotional is, is coming out of a hole, the hole a little bit, the physical might start coming out of the hole a little bit too. Um, and we might need to do both, right? I think it's important to work on both. And you know, I'm always making, I want to, as I say, building your team, right? We got to, we got to all work together and getting you, me, all of us to that place. But, um, it's not, it, it's so, so connected and to, to bring the, the, the physical to it. You know, I said this a few minutes ago that, that vagus nerve that connects our brain and our gut mental and emotional stuff affects the gut but the gut also affects mental and emotional stuff they communicate you know our gut is our second brain or maybe our, our gut is our first brain I don't know who really knows um, it's really cool though to think about <laughs> but yes. they're so so connected um, that we have to we, we really have to try to address all of it not just pieces of it which is a little bit where we find some cracks in conventional medicine because we often look in conventional medicine not there's you know we need conventional medicine there are a lot of things that we need in you know with our our doctors and and all of those but they come to it so much at as a i'm a specialist this is my place this is my approach and there's no thought of what is going to affect the rest of the body when it's all connected right and so it's important to, to see it that way, but it's also important to make sure that you're looking at it a very holistic view. And so if you're taking medications and you start having other symptoms, you know, why is that? Um, and, and always look, dig for the root cause. You know, I preach this every day to every client, every show, every talk, whatever it is, always dig for the root cause what is it that started this spiral because that's what i see a lot of times it's this this spiral the mental the emotional the physical and it just keeps going you're like how did i get to this place why am i here and there's so much now that i don't know how to get out of it and you know it is i would say that's exactly what happened to you you didn't know that all of these things were building up and brewing up and you're like holy smokes, now what do I do? And to, to find your way out, again, that's the beautiful part of life, is finding your way out through help, through education, through guidance, through prayer, all of those things. It's, it's, I mean, it can't be forgotten. 
And that's so much of the, the challenge, right, is that we focus on that symptom, whether it be physically or mentally. So, you know, you talk about how they're so interconnected, and it's so true. I think about how if I eat a food that I know doesn't make me feel good, but for whatever reason, I'm meant to choose to eat that food, how then I feel, my, my stomach doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. My stomach doesn't feel good. It affects my energy levels. I'm more low energy. I'm, when I'm more low energy and I have a sore stomach, I'm also not in a great state of mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm not thinking as positive. So how we nourish our bodies absolutely is going to affect not how we physic, only how we physically feel, but how we're capable of showing up. So they're so interconnected, and the same with the mental health piece, right? If for so many years I continue to just show up, show up, show up, and keep doing all the things that I was doing, and I wasn't getting to the root cause, the root cause is that I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And if I never actually put in the time to do that, where would I have been? Right? And we don't need to wait until we're there. Yes, that, that's that's huge, is starting sooner rather than later. You know, mm-hmm. listen, listen to those of us who have been through the junk, right? <laughs> and, yes, and, yes. and say, okay, I don't want to get to that point. Let's figure out what it is that I can do to start moving in a positive direction now instead of waiting until you're sort of, you know, it's that, you know, hitting rock bottom. You know, nobody wants to hit rock bottom. It happens all the time because we don't listen. We don't pay attention. We don't. We don't, you know, take that initiative to try to do something, whatever it is, just doing something to move you in a positive direction. And that something can be as simple as five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening of being still. That's kind of it. Um, you want to build on that, certainly. Um, but start creating the habits and start um, listening. You know, I one of the, another thing that I say a lot is, We've forgotten how to listen to our bodies. Yes. Yeah. And so these things that we don't think are symptoms like fear, fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, depression, these are all symptoms of something else that's going on. And, of course, we can move into, um, you know, gut pain and joint pain. All of that, all of these are symptoms. And so it's taking a step back and going, okay, I don't necessarily need an antidepressant. Maybe some people do, but that's a whole other story or a whole other topic. But maybe I don't necessarily need these other drugs or these even alcohol or whatever it is. Let's let's think of what it is that we can do to uncover what's going on and just take those steps forward. And just taking tiny, tiny little steps is sometimes all we need to do. And I love that you bring that up. That is a big thing that I believe in, is that head and that heart alignment yeah. is because the vast majority of society spends all of their time up here, right? Yeah. Going, going, checking off the to-do list, but we forget our own internal instinct. We don't listen to what our gut is saying. How many times do we do something and we heard a little voice before and we chose to ignore it because we're too busy or whatever the excuse might be, and then we regret it. Yeah. Never once have I regretted listening to my gut. And you can call it different things, right? Your gut, your instinct, your heart. Yeah. And it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I love doing to help get more in tune with that is at the end of the day, 
Or if I just had an experience that didn't feel pleasant, reflecting on my journal, in my journal, and it can literally just be like one minute. It doesn't have to be very long. What am I feeling? And what can I learn from it? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So dismiss it. But when we can really tune in to, okay, what is that emotion? What is that feeling? Or what is bothering me about this? And what can I learn from it? Helps us to then start taking new action, right? Maybe we can't undo the past, but we sure can take new action to get us closer to the goals rather than just repeating the same behavior, the same mistake, that same thing that makes us feel not our best over and over because that's where a lot of people are right now when they don't take that simple moment to reflect. And I love, because you added to it, you added, um, what can I learn from it? Um, you know, so so when you're journaling is, and, and thinking about that, you know, in, in your time of frustration, what can I get out of this? What can, what, how can we make this a positive? Even if yes. nothing about it feels positive, but what can I take from it? And sometimes we can't see it in the moment, but I think it's important to at least think about it, consider it, address it, um, and write, write through it, because I, yeah, it's, 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 it's key. It's key to know, to, to being able to step out of where you are and into what, what's next and how to make it better. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's actually quite incredible how fast that transition can happen. I just had this experience a few weeks ago where I just, I had something happen and I was very disappointed, very disappointed. And I found myself in a place where I was like, I haven't visited this place for a really long time, right? Mentally speaking. And so I was getting the new kids ready for bed and I knew I needed to bring up my journal. And so I brought up my journal where the kids are brushing their teeth, they're going potty. It wasn't a long time, right? But I'm doing this. And just what am I feeling? And what can I learn from it? Less than five minutes, I completely shifted my mental state. Like 80, right? Like that I was in that place for a couple hours before. Where it was just ruminating, it was going around in yeah. circles, wasn't anywhere positive. Mm -hmm. In five minutes of writing, what am I feeling? What can I learn from it? It forced my body to think, or forced my brain to think about something differently. Mm -hmm. Right? And then and then it turned into a beautiful exercise that I got to share with my kids. Oh, nice. So I, yes, I am a huge proponent of journaling. I mean, not just journaling, what am I feeling? But seeing what we can learn from it. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to take just a quick break because I'm gonna today I'm gonna be my own sponsor. Um, <laughs> so um, I don't do this very often because I always do it at the end of the show, and I am so excited about this new program that's about to launch. I've said this for weeks now, but it really is about to launch. Um, <laughs> that um, I just wanted to take a few minutes to. to to be my own sponsor and talk a little bit about it because um, I think it is in my mind this is key to to creating a healthy future. Uh, you know we're stuck in this um, we're not stuck but we are in this place right now of a um, we're we are really sick and so much of this is really sort of came to a head with of course COVID but you know we are. We're in a place where there's so much sickness and so much misunderstanding about our own health that I, it's my, my, my life goal 
is to help people, anybody that I can, whether it's in group sessions, uh, group formats, if it's talking, if it's just one-on-one -on -one with friends, whatever it is, to help bring people to this place of understanding the amount of power and control that they have in creating their own health. And in saying that, it's also in creating the health of, their, of the future of their children and for generations to come. So uh, my program is Soulful Conception. And it is a preconception planning course. Uh, there are a couple of different options in it, and that's something that if you want to reach out that we can talk about. But this is truly about taking a step back, really taking the time to plan for pregnancy. Because your health today has, has impact on your fertility, it has impact on your pregnancy, it has impact on the health of your child, it has impact on, on the health of your child as an adult, and it has an impact on the health of your family for the data shows seven generations. It's amazing the amount of control that we have. It's amazing the power that we have. Um, and I think that so often we are in this, we, we feel like we're disempowered. Although we may not say it that way, there's a disempowerment to not understanding what's going on with our body. There's a disempowerment to going to the doctor and the doctor saying, there's nothing wrong with you, go home, this is just who you are. There's a disempowerment to going, well, there's nothing wrong with you, let's give you some antidepressants, right? There's disempowerment in not understanding your body. There's a disempowerment in not understanding um, why things are happening. And there's empowerment when we take that step forward and say, I'm going to figure out what's going on with my body. I'm going to figure out how to best care for uh, my own fertility so I can have healthy kids and healthy grandkids and healthy great-grandkids. There's so much power that we have. Um, you know, my, one, of, one of my taglines is we do have control over our genetic destiny, and that's what this is. My choices today affect my health in the future and it affects health for generations to come. It's my choice. We can't blame it on genetics from the past, it, only a small amount. We can't blame it on, on bad luck. You know, that's what we tend to do is it's bad luck or it's my, my history. You know, my family has this, so I'm going to have it too. It is very much in our control what we put on our skin, what we put on our mouth, what we, what we, how we react to trauma if we move enough or too much, if we're getting sleep, if we're getting the nutrients that we need. All of these things, we have the power to take to 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 do or not do. Essentially, it's up to us. I'm accountable for me, and then you know I teach my kids to be accountable for themselves, and so we all work together, and that's how we move it forward. So, a little bit of a soapbox, but this is this is my love of nutrition, and of course of lifestyle, is. Freaking taking the control back, taking the power back, and jumping up and saying, I got this, I can do it, and let's let's all just join in and do it together. So, Soulful Conception, happy to chat with you. Reach out if you have questions about it. If you, if you have friends or family who are working toward getting pregnant or even going through IVF, um, this is going to be a really interesting program. I'm going to, I'm going to have um, guest experts on on a regular basis who can share the things that I'm not great at. Um, so really, really cool stuff. I'm excited to share it. So let me know if you have questions. Of course, it's at tastelifenutrition.com. You can call, you can email, you can, you know, message me. Um, it looks like my iPad died, so no more Instagram. But anyway, <laughs> that's the way that it goes. 
but yeah, super excited about what's to come and you know, you know, we're all building that journey, right? So sorry, it went a little long, but <laughs> I love that. Seriously, it hits home with me so much. That's exactly what my husband and I did before we started year before we even wanted to start getting pregnant. It's like, okay, how can we build our strongest, healthiest bodies so we can set these little humans up that we are responsible for making for the rest of their life? Yeah. Not just wait and see and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And so I absolutely love that so much. It is so important. And same with aging. I see my aging parents. Mm -hmm. They are one of my biggest motivating factors. In I love you, Mom and Dad, but in a way that I don't want to turn out like that. Yeah. I want to age gracefully. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I want to age gracefully, I need to start putting in the action now. Yeah. I need to nourish my body in a way that's going to allow for long-term health. Mm-hmm. Not pain down the road, yeah. right? Move yeah. the body in a way now that it sets me up for success where I'm stronger, my bones aren't weak when I'm older. Yeah. So I love that. Thank yeah. you, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things that, that, you know, so I started doing CrossFit, I don't know, pushing four years ago now. And... There, I had I had fear going into CrossFit because, well, people get hurt and people want to push you too hard and it's, you know, kind of stuff and it's not what it is at all, especially if you go to the right place where they're really just concerned about functional movement. That's really what CrossFit is, is about functional movement. Of course, it's about building strength, but it's about you doing what you need to do. And so every day making sure that, um, you know, when I'm doing a, if, a, a squat, you know, it's about squatting. So when you're 70, 80, 90, 110, you can, you can sit on a toilet and you don't need a walker and you don't need help, right? So that's what a squat is kind of about, right? It's these functional movements. We want to be able to move. We don't want to have to have a walker. There are a lot of things, you know, there are some things that we can't control and that's fine, but so much of it we can. And starting now and knowing that you have the control over creating your future with the decisions that you make today. And so, uh, yeah, it's all, it's, you know, and nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody expects perfection. I never expect perfection in practice. Um, I love it when my clients are comfortable coming to me and go, and they say, I cheated or I didn't do this or I wasn't able to. Always, I, did, I try to take it and turn it into a lesson because that's what it is. It's a lesson. I'm like, all right, let's talk about that. That's how it's really got to be. Just take it as a learning experience and keep moving on. And also, it's okay to expect imperfect action, right? It's mm-hmm. okay. And actually, I actually recommend you don't expect yourself to show up perfect all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Expect perfection because if you do, you're going to be disappointed. It's you're too much going- pressure and it's failure. I, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and then you give up because you're like, well, I couldn't do it. See, mm-hmm. yeah. again, yeah. But if you expect imperfect action, mm-hmm. if you expect that it, you're going to make mistakes along the way, if you expect that you're going to sometimes eat those other things that aren't the whole foods that aren't nourishing your body, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But being aware of how often it is and being in control versus just being addicted to it and allowing it being to be your main source. Yeah all about that control and just the imperfect action, celebrating what you're doing right, yes. learning where you can grow. Yeah. I have a I have a, a, a client who said to me one time, I just feel like I'm failing again. 
or at, at, at another thing. And that's a place where, okay, we need to get out of that because that's not helpful for anyone. Um, and so it's a hard thing to hear, you know, and I hear people say things like that. And so um, that's a place where, you know, okay, it's time to, um, it's time to build my team. And so that's, that's what we have, have done for her or have started doing for her, you know, because sometimes these things are outside of what, of, of my capabilities. But um, don't get to that point, you know, and, and it's, again, it goes into that negative talk, that negative self-talk that we want to get out of. You're not a failure again. You have lots to be grateful for, and there's lots of good things. Sometimes we just need some help. Um, so a couple of things. I would love to have one of your favorite client stories. Yes, I think one of my favorites is actually a recent client that I worked with, and she's 68 years old. And when we first started working together, I asked her, well, why, why did you choose to work with me? Like, why me? And she said, I'm, I'm, quite honestly, I was desperate. I was desperate. Okay, thank you for your honesty. Mm -hmm. And over our six months of working together, she said at the end of our time, or close to the end of our time, within the last kind of month or two, she said, you know what? Jennifer, for the first time in my life, I know that I'm a good person. Oh. For the first time in my life, I'm actually enjoying living. Mm. And every time I say it, it just I can just feel it right in my heart. Mm. As she didn't get to grow up in a house that was loving to her. She was seen as a burden. She was treated that way her entire life. And so she went through 68 years of that, 60 years of counseling and psychology and therapy. And she said, you know what? In six months, you were able to do things for me that no other professional was able to do in 60 years. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's almost overwhelming every single yeah. time yeah. because to know that I could have that level of impact on somebody's life oh, yeah. and know that they now get to live the rest of their life in a place where they can see and feel their worth, mm -hmm. where they can actually roll out of bed with a smile on their face and looking forward to the day, that to me is the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Thank you. It's so good. It's so good when you know that you are impacting a life for a life for their lifetime, right? And that's, that's, that's one of the things that I say to my clients is, I want you to take what we're doing now and take it with you for the rest of your life. And it's, it's so important because, it, you know, they can be game changers. You know, once you mm -hmm. feel, it's, it's about understanding your body, understanding your needs, and understanding your worth, right? Just like right. you said. So we are coming up to the end of our time, but I would love to know, I would love for you to tell everybody how you work with people, what it is, sort of what does it look like when people work with you, and then of course, how you can be found in all of your details. Yeah, beautiful. So I work with my clients in two ways. One is one-on-one -on -one coaching, and those are for the people who are really ready to have that individualized attention and dive deep into their particular challenges and also start working towards their particular goals. So we work together on a weekly basis. It is virtual and I have clients from around the world. 
So that's the beautiful thing about Zoom is being able to do that. We meet weekly for 45 minutes and we work through their greatest challenges from that week so that they don't need to continue to be a challenge week after week while also always keeping that bigger vision in mind. Where are they trying to go? So I guide them through their current challenge towards that end goal, that end destination. Um, and then staying in contact between our calls. Mm -hmm. My clients and I, I tell them, don't wait to tell me one week from now mm -hmm. that you're having a hard time. Send me a message now. I want to help you work through this. Mm -hmm. It is that you have continual forward momentum, not that you remain stuck, because that's why you came to me in the first place. Right. And so being able to do that um, is the one-on-one -on -one structure. And sometimes I'll have little quests for them between our calls. And those quests are almost little small assignments, if you want to call it that, that are going to help get them closer to their goals quick. Nice. Um, from a group setting, I have, so I'm one-on-one, -on -one, I work with both men and women one-on-one. -on -one. Right now, my group setting is for women only, so it's the Women's Collective, and we meet every week. And each week, I teach on a particular um, personal development topic. And then there's opportunity for self-reflection as well as group connection. We come together, we talk about those challenges, we work through them, we have these beautiful shares, and just really connect on a much deeper level than what people experience anywhere else. And so that's the two formats that I'm working with people right now. And in terms of getting a hold of me, unfortunately, my uh, website is down right now. So LinkedIn... I was looking for that. I was like, what happened? Yes. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best way. Um, and so LinkedIn is the best way. I'm also on Instagram. Finding me in one of those two locations or just Jennifer at jenniferkeeble.com. Send me an email. Just, I just say, I don't know where to start. Say, let's set up a call. Or, hey, I loved listening to this. You know, this is what was that hit home for me. It's just Jennifer at Jennifer Keeble, K-E-A-B-L-E dot com. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, it feels like it's a long time in between, you know, when we, we started setting all of this up to now. And so it's so good to see you again. I'm grateful for all that you're doing. I love what you're doing. Um, I, I love in a way that you know doing things virtually i don't like the way that it came you know the whole virtual everything's virtual now but i do like it because we do have a broader reach um prior to all the madness of the last couple of years i i did see people virtually but not like i do now you know now everything's virtual and it's it's more expected right so it's a it's a really good thing it is a good thing and we have a broader reach we can help uh, more people i love the group setting we do the same same thing at taste life nutrition and it, it is really nice when a group of people have the ability to to share and there's a, a trust and you know a respect and a love and there's no judgment um, and it's, it goes back to we're all here, we all have our stuff that we're dealing with, and we, we're here to build each other up, right? So um, anyway, so grateful that you were here. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, we'll have you Thank on Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, of course, Taste Life Nutrition is where you can find me, Taste Life Nutrition, pretty much everywhere, all of the social media. Uh, you can go to the website. You can find uh, an analysis that you get. Actually, it's an assessment that's part of a broader analysis but 
You can fill out the assessment, it comes directly to me, and I reach out to you personally. We'll chat a little bit about it. Um, it helps me to understand a little bit about what's going on um, and what it is that, that we might be able to do to help you move forward, whether it's with me, with somebody else. I have a, a network of amazing people who I have the ability to refer to. Um, a lot of those people are, uh, you know, on the show we build relationships. Um, I love sending people to good people. Um, I think it's really important. So, um, and then of course, reach out if you have questions about soulful conception. Uh, if you're curious about preconception planning, if you're curious about um, what you can do if you're going through, uh, uh, you know, any kind of fertility treatments, whatever the case may be, this is something that's for you um, and it's for the future. So um, I'm here to answer questions. I'm here to be a resource and I'm here to do the show every week at 10 a.m. Mountain Time where we stream live on KUHSDenver.com. Then we turn it into the Taste Life Nutrition Podcast. You can find us on YouTube. If, I know Instagram is out now uh, because my iPad died. So you can always find the replays on Facebook, on sometimes on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever it is where we try to get it out to be anywhere we can. My goal is to reach as many people with as much goodness as I possibly can. So off my soapbox. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks everybody. And we will see you next time next week. <laughs> All right. Hang out with me a second, Jennifer. <laughs>